Welcome to Maximize Your Influence, your resource for the top persuasion, influence, and negotiation techniques that will help you maximize your success in life and business. And now, here are your hosts, Kurt Mortensen and Steve Olson. Hello, hello, and welcome to Podcast 187. This is Kurt Mortensen, and maximize your influence as we continue on charisma. The email talks about more in charisma, more in charisma, because it is the tool. I mean, wow, when you're charismatic, influence becomes really easy. And last week we talked about presence. What do you radiate when you walk into a room versus today? I want to spend more on empowering others. What is that contagious cooperation that you are getting? I'm recording a little early this week. I am off to the Middle East, to uh, Doha, Abu Dhabi, and Dubai, which is part of the UAE and Qatar. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. Always good food, good friends, hang out, get to teach the principles of influence, charisma, negotiation, mindset, that success mindset, that self-persuasion. And it's always a hungry, fun audience. So that's coming up. I'll keep you posted on what's happening there. Let's jump into it. Let's get started. Let's talk about the geeky article. Go. That's our sound for the day. And I don't guess this is really not considered geeky. This is a fast company. I'll link to it at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. And as always, appreciate your email, your insights, your rude remarks, your bad jokes at Kurt at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. This article talked about steps to overcoming failure and using it to your advantage. And today I want to focus on that charisma empowering others. Not sucking the life out of others, but helping others feel empowered. And so this article was written for people personally. It's also important to know as a leader or even a manager how to deal with failure. Because too many people suck the life out of you. They make you feel like a failure. Manager, you do it because you have to. A leader, you do it because you want to. So if you're truly charismatic, you are a leader. And the first thing they talked about in this article was to accept that failures are part of the process. So as a charismatic leader, as you're really to empower others and not suck the life out of others, you got to realize that failure is part of the process and let them know it's okay. Just like a child learning how to walk. Falling's part of the game. Failure's part of the game. We're not going to be perfect 100% of the time and let them know it's okay as long as we're moving forward. The next thing I mentioned in this article is to let out your frustration. Now, when you're empowering others, just by talking to them and letting them vent that frustration, maybe that anger, whatever it is, could be very beneficial to empower them to get them back on track. The third thing is to be brutally honest. Remember, this is for us personally, too. And that's true of being charismatic and and not sugarcoating things. And you have to do it in the right way. I mean, you're not doing it in a way where you're totally tearing them apart, but you're doing it in a way where you're being honest and showing all the facts, and that's okay. You're still accepting. They're still part of the team. We're still moving forward. They are still open to influence. That makes a big difference. And the fourth one they talked about is to fail forward, meaning learning from our setbacks is necessary for the adjustments. And that's what a charismatic leader does They help people learn. They let people know that, okay, we made some mistakes. We can adjust it. We can fine-tune it. And that's a big piece of learning to be charismatic. Whether you're influencing or leading for a living or even as a parent, this is important to be able to empower others to want to do what you want them to do and like doing it. Because I noticed this, and this is going to be the persuasion blunder of the week. Homer, go. Don't, don't, don't. 
as I was dining out for Mexican food, you just get in the line and you slowly say, I want this and this, and they make it for you, they cook it in front of you. One of the new types of Mexican restaurants, actually very good, and I got a salad, a tortilla, and a few other things, and this new employee, I could tell she was not feeling empowered. Everything she did was wrong. Even the way she scooped up the sour cream, it was too much, and she got in trouble for that, and he redid it for her and scooped along the side, so it was just perfectly, like it was little, little ice cream scoopers. They use it for like sour cream and guacamole to make it perfect every time. The amount, and she did a little too much, and just the way he did it, I could tell, was sucking the life out of her. She was not enjoying it. She was not happy. Where it could have been done in a much better way. Even if you look at what's happening in the airlines, what happened on United and American Airlines. So United, the guy gets dragged from his seat. Would he get a concussion, a broken nose, lost a few teeth? Anyway, that's what the lawyer's saying. And, and it could be true. I don't know. And then this week, uh, something with a stroller and a baby and there was a conflict, and the flight attendant on the United was like, all right, come on, hit me, hit me, because this guy was threatening him because he felt threatened. And we don't know the whole story here, but <laughs> these people are feeling backed into a corner. They're not feeling empowered. They lash out. That's what happens here in these situations where you feel like there's no other options. And these are the things that are the opposite of what we want to talk about today as far as truly empowering other people. So the first one I want to talk about is kind of interesting little surprising, not so much surprising, I guess it wasn't something I, I would expect when I was researching charisma, is when you interview people, like, okay, how do you describe that charismatic person? Introduce me to the charismatic people that you know, and, and the word goodwill came up, which is charity and kindness. They're willing to help, they're willing to serve, they're willing to empower, they're willing to work together as a team. That's an interesting one that makes a huge difference. So just that willingness to help others. And, and it's more than just helping others. I think a lot of people feel like you have to help them. And they're a nuisance or they're being a pain. That's where people cross the line of being non-charismatic versus charismatic. Being empowering versus sucking the life out of you. Because when you can truly help others and do it in the right attitude, show that concern, that friendliness, that goodwill, that you have their best interests in mind, what it does is it creates a mood of concern in return. It opens the doors to influence. Respect is based on the sum total of how you've conducted yourself in your professional and personal affairs. That's what the research shows. If you've shown that respect, integrity, and character in your dealings, people will know it. People will sense it. This is all part of that. Being kind, having charity, being able to serve, help out, and doing it in the right way. That empowers others. And I love what Ralph Waldo Emerson said. He says, it's one of the most beautiful compensations of life that no man or woman can sincerely try to help another without helping himself. And so it does probably more for us than it does for them. But that's come up. That empowers people. That creates reciprocity. That opens the door to influence. And when we create that mindset of abundance, that there's enough to go around, we get out of that scarcity mentality, it's a lot easier to serve and help others and do the right thing. And people sense that you're doing it because you are helping them and you don't have this ulterior motive that you are trying to get something from them. So throughout the week, this is what you can do. Do something to improve someone's day. Offer a compliment when least expected. Ask them about their day or their weekend. Look for small opportunities to serve, to help. Pay the toll of the person behind you. Or even at a hamburger stand. This happened during the holidays last year. in and out Burger, if you're on the West Coast, you know what that is person in front of me paid for my order just a simple thing a lot of fun easy to do leave a big tip 
take 10%, give it to your church, charity, or cause. I know many of you are already probably doing that, but that makes a big difference to get you in the right mindset. But that came up, kind of an interesting part of empowering others. You feel empowered yourself when you do these things, and they know that you're helping them, not because you want something from them, but that's who you are. That's the type of person you are. And once they see that, feel that, then that opens the doors to influence. The next one that's critical to empower others is understanding self-esteem or the ego. Was it Harry Truman that says, it's amazing what you can accomplish if you don't care who gets the credit? So understanding your own personal self-esteem, and the definition here, self-esteem is how much you like yourself. And we all suffer in low self-esteem from different aspects of our life, whether it be public speaking or in a swimsuit. We have to realize that self-esteem is at all-time low. We can blame social media. We can blame advertising. We can blame the school system. A lot of fingers being pointed. The reality is this is something that is an issue that you have to understand as a persuader. So part of this is your self-image as a charismatic leader. Reading this one study, it said, in the first 18 years of life, if you lived in the average home, you were told no or what you could not do more than 148,000 times. I'm not sure how they figured that one out, but there's probably some truth to that. And Bottom line here is, if you bruise someone's self-esteem, it really does not empower them. They'll usually fight back, and they become more difficult to influence. And so it's important to really understand the ability to praise. I can't think of anything more important than praise that empowers others. Because praise, being part of the group, is a basic human need. And here's the key factor. Praise costs nothing. And most people don't do it because of their own low self-esteem. It's critical that you learn how to praise, that you empower, that you can boost self-esteem. That you can understand income is the primary reason we work. We know that. But most people want that job satisfaction and that they get from accomplishments to be part of the team, to do a good job, to work together, to know that they're needed. That is the basic human need. That's what empowers others. People will quit high-paying jobs to get a lower-paying job to have that, being part of the team, to be part of something big, to be appreciated, to have a little praise now and then. Praise can also cause people to change their minds. Remember another study with students, they were given these essays, and they were randomly given high and low marks. And when surveyed, the students who had gotten the A's tended to lean even more favorably in the direction of the positions they had advocated in their essays. But the students who had received the failing marks did not stand behind their previous positions as willingly. So even praising people for doing the little things, the right things, getting them in the right direction, can go a long way. And it amazed me that when people yell at their waiters or waitresses or other people, they have your food in the back room. That could be a challenge. I think I told you on an earlier podcast what happened to me. I was traveling with this... Uh, Famous personal development speaker. We're not going to name names. Flight was delayed. We were in the circuit, so every day we're in a different spot, and it's tiring. And the airline's not a perfect program, as you know. It's in the media now. <laughs> there was mechanical difficulty. Something happens. We didn't arrive. It was Orlando at three o'clock in the morning. We were tired. We had to be up early, so I let him go ahead and check in. And there's only one person around at the counter. See, he was nice. He was polite, and he says, "Well, you know, I've had a terrible day. And do you know who I am?" And she says, "No." didn't help the self-esteem. He says, well, I'd go to your hotel quite a bit. You are talking and talking, and she was just busily checking him in. And then he says, I want an upgrade. I want a room upgrade. He says, sorry, sir, we can't do that right now. He says, what do you mean you can't do that? And he let her have it, and this and that, and I'm going to call the corporation. In fact, let me talk to your manager. She says, I am the manager. You know, it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and he beat her up, and he left frustrated. I sit there watching this, and I waited a few seconds. He came up, and we talked. We found out we were both from California. 
kind of bonded, talked about a few things, and she says, would you like an upgrade? <laughs> and I wasn't even thinking about that. That was not even my intent. And it happened. It happened. And a lot of times, it's important to realize that just being a little nicer, taking a different direction, people are more willing to do things for you. And that's true when you empower others. When you're nice to other people, that makes a huge difference to your success. So learn how to praise. It's not that hard. It costs you nothing. It yields incredible results. So there's a few rules here. We've talked about this before, but it's so important because I know you're not doing it. Some of you are concerned, well, what if they don't accept it? You just do it in the right way. They'll accept it. It'll work. The most important thing is to be specific in your praise. Because when you praise someone with low self-esteem, they'll discount you. Hey, you look great in that dress. Well, this whole thing, I you know, found it in the gutter. <laughs> okay? No. You've got to be so specific they can't refute it. You were on the phone with Mr. Jones, and you did this, and you turned him around. Textbook, that was perfect. Good job. It happened. They can't refute it. They'll accept it because it was specific. So praise something that's specific that they can't refute. The next thing is to be sincere. I mean, it still works. It's called ingradiation if you're not sincere. You look great in that dress. You look good here. A lot of times we know they're going to get a commission, but it still tends to work. But we want you to be sincere. And when it's public, it's more powerful than private praise. If you want to do it in a group meeting, that's going to have a lot more effect than one-on-one. Again, one-on-one's better than nothing. Something to think about there. Public is more powerful than private. And be prompt in your praise. The sooner, the better. And, of course, keep all your praise positive. You don't want to go to a family reunion and say, Uncle Frank, you're still alive. Good for you. I thought you'd be dead by now. All the meat you eat and fast food, I thought for sure you wouldn't be here this time last year but hey good for you probably not a good praise (laughs) okay probably not a good example either but hey that's important you want to empower others you praise them they're part of the team they're part of the group they are appreciated that makes the biggest difference in the world and people don't feel that way and now here's another piece that's really helpful in empowering other people people that empower can get others to buy into their vision and so as an influential charismatic person that empowers others you have to get buy-in with your vision. People have to be able to see it, taste it, touch it, feel it. Sometimes they describe charismatic people as meaning-makers. Those who interpret reality to offer us images of the future that are irresistible. And here's something interesting in the workplace. Leaders that could articulate a vision found higher levels of job satisfaction, motivation, commitment, pride in the organization, and organizational productivity. So even in the workplace, it's critical empowering others they have to have that vision to see it taste it touch it feel it it's part of them they see where they fit in because too many people and you probably see this happen if you're in the workplace the ceo gets up and big rah-rah session here's the new thing happening here this is what's going on this is what's happening and at the water cooler everyone's like yeah okay whatever flavor of the day not going to (laughs) happen okay and that means they didn't articulate the vision that they had So vision bonds us. We yearn for that direction and guidance. We want someone to help us in the future to make the right decisions. We want someone to influence that we can trust and that we like that's helping us go in the right direction. That empowers us. Remember, vision more than anything else will dictate your day-to-day decision. Because when you give someone hope and encouragement and the tools to be able to do what you're asking them to do and that vision and the belief that you can do that, that empowers other people doesn't matter if it's a sales situation or a leadership situation or if you're working with your children. When people have that belief and they can see that you believe and you've painted that vision, 
that makes a big difference in your ability to keep them empowered. Because the opposite of vision, if you think about it, is worry. Worry is negative goal setting, all the things that are going wrong. So if the people you're trying to influence, if the people you're trying to empower are stuck on worry, either internally or externally, the vision is not strong enough. So if you're trying to persuade someone one-on-one and they're stuck on worry, what if, what if, you haven't created a vision, you haven't empowered them, you haven't helped them see what you want them to do. Getting people from worry to vision makes a big difference in your success. So as you do this and empower others and create that vision, there's a few critical elements that could be helpful to you to get them committed to the cost, to open the doors to influence, to get them to purchase, to help in the negotiation, whatever it is. So especially in a group setting, you need to create a vision everyone can share and everyone wins. It's hard to empower others if they feel like they're going to lose. Then if you study verbal packaging in the book Maximum Influence, or you can go back to podcast 21, I talk about painting the picture and making it come alive. And that podcast archive is available on influenceuniversity.com. That's part of the free membership. And that's also the place where you can get access to the 52-week PhD membership. The key with that verbal packaging and painting the picture is that you're so descriptive, it just comes alive and so what they train lawyers to do. Yeah, my client had an accident. It's your fault. They're quadriplegic. Jury doesn't really feel that. And so the lawyer says, hey, jury, can you imagine laying in your bed at home and the sun on a beautiful spring day comes through the window and the sun strikes your legs and you can't feel the warmth? Flies buzzing around and lands on your forehead. You can't swat it away. Your beautiful, loving five-year-old daughter comes running in the room wanting a hug. And you can't give her a hug. You see the power of that? The vision, the feeling, painting the picture? That's what vision does. Make sure also that when you're creating that vision, there's a common goal. Or even sometimes creating a common enemy. Another team, another company, or the economy, or somebody that's not in your organization, or close to you, but a common enemy that we can rally around. That battle cry has brought a lot of people together when there's a common enemy and we're going to win, we're going to bring it all together. Or having that common goal when President Kennedy brought the whole country together to get to the moon, to have a common goal, was a powerful thing. And of course with that, they also had a common enemy because at that time we were racing the Soviet Union to get to the moon. And so there was a common goal and a common enemy that was trying to beat us to it. Also make sure your objective is clear and precise. Because if it's unrealistic and it's ambiguous, that dies fast. That creates a lot of worry. That does a great vision. It's got to be simple, clear, precise, not overwhelming. Probably break it down to smaller pieces. That helps people in their vision. And finally, be able to offer an action plan. Where do they fit in? What do they need to do? What is the plan? What are the steps? Is that realistic? Are they buying into that? Those are critical factors to really empower others. Because really, there are plenty of people around you that are sucking the life out of you, that make you feel like a failure that you just don't like to be around and some of those are your family members I know that that's a challenge but don't be that person so number one don't let other people suck the life out of you I know it's easier said than done spend less time with them or just say in your mind okay you can be negative but I'm gonna show you but number two be the person that empowers it brings people up you'll be better at leadership you'll be better at influence you'll be better at sales you better at negotiation you'll have more friends you'll live longer Studies do show that, and it'll make a big difference. 
And so that's charisma number two, empowering others. And so when I get to charisma number three, I want to talk about inner charisma, how your inside dictates your outside. Because if you're not okay inside, people can sense that, and it could be a big challenge for your ability to influence and have charisma. So I'll spend at least one more week in the podcast on charisma. Let me know in your emails. It's Kurt at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. I really appreciate you listening and taking the time. You can find us on Instagram at Max Influence. Pinterest and Facebook is Maximize Your Influence. Go to iTunes, like us, let your friends know so they can become better persuaders. Master these skills, empower people, and you'll notice a difference in your ability to influence. So go out and persuade with power. <laughs>